Countdown is awesome, I just can't wait. Playing all day, it's gonna be great. Time to practice, viola so slick. When I finally get out, I'm gonna get all the chicks. Lie down, yeah, baby, we're in lockdown. This shit is gonna rock. So funny, don't you frown, be happy, we're in lockdown. It's a lockdown. It's amazing what you can do When you're stuck indoors like me and you I'm writing lyrics, I'm right in the zone I almost didn't notice that I am so alone Lockdown, yeah baby, we're in lockdown Be home when they knock Oh, you look like a clown I'm stoked to be in lockdown It's a lockdown all day long I play you way for the crowd inside my head They say I'm great, they clap, they cheer They tell me to get the hell out of here Boom, and we are live Welcome to episode number 91 of the Average Man Podcast Hello William Hello, David. How are you? So this week's guest is a return guest. I think this might be number three or four. Four. I think this might be uh, your your. I think it's four one. now. Yeah. Yep. We've done three live and one Zoom. Well, this is the third live and one Zoom. So for anybody that doesn't know, William is uh, he does uh, improv improvise. No, what's musical comedy? Not improvisational comedy, is it? Well, it can be if I haven't written it yet. Right. But yeah, it's supposed to be worked out in advance if there's time but yeah musical comedy musical comedy with improvisation involved um and you've been doing some shows over the last couple of years at the fringe festivals um when you were able to travel you did a few in melbourne and new zealand as well as perth yeah that's right yeah it's been going about this will be my fourth perth fringe world festival in 2021 cool uh, not just with these shows though with these musicals so have you, have you done them previously um, yeah, no, the, the, the very first one was called Human, wait, Human Services, right? And that was with a cast of about 10. That's and, right. And that was in 2018, and that took the piss out of Centrelink. Yep, was, yep. And that was particularly fun. And that one sounded like Gilbert and Sullivan, and I had a brilliant young fellow playing the piano to accompany it. And we had a cast dancing around and singing what have you. Like it was a, it, it looked like a Gilbert and Sullivan show and sounded like it was like it sounded like an old school comedy musical. But that was number one. And then we did. Then I started doing solo shows, just playing my viola, mm. uh, in in order. Don't draw pictures of dicks, the one man musical. Last year, Trump 2020, the MAGA musical. And this year, Viola Virus, a major key metal musical. <laughs> which which I saw the premiere preview for last night. Um, and was great. It is great. It was very different, um, as they always are. Um, well, thanks, Ed. Yeah, no worries. And and so you well, basically, Fringe starts in a week. No, Fringe has already been underway okay. for some time. Okay. But my uh, like it starts mid January, goes through Australia Day, and then finishes off just after sort of Valentine's Day, generally in Perth. And um, when I booked the show, I I went for that first weekend, the first. No, hang on, wait. Anyway, yeah, it's it's this weekend for me. It's from the 4th to the 7th um, of February at the Aberdeen Hotel. 
the Aberdeen, the Dean. Are you playing every night, the 4th to the 7th then? That's right, yeah. It's the 4th is another preview Yep. Uh, down in Perth where we'll, you know, just get the bugs out of a code, as it were. And then uh, Friday night's opening night. And then we'll go through Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just one weekend now. Yep, right. Well, but... I love that you've that you're returning to this time and time again. I think that you, the first show you said you did with the big cast and there was a lot of moving pieces and as great as it was, it was very difficult to put together and, and maybe a little painful at times. Then you spent some time up in Headland doing um, you know, for, for, for work purposes and then you, while you were here, you wrote this one-man musical and I guess that's where you're, the, the um, premise for this was born and you've, you've just been returning to it with different themes now. That's right. Like um, back in 2018... Um, I started playing the viola solo as a performer. Like, I, I had another show that I wrote um, before, quite a few years ago, that was put on as a big musical in Victoria. It was called Jack of VC, The Legend of Gallipoli. And uh, I actually got a grant from the Anzac Centenary Committee and we put on this big show about Albert Jacker who was a, a hero of the Anzacs. I'm talking about every other show except the one that I'm about well, to do. Right. We'll but get, the, we'll but the thing is, I adapted the songs of that onto the viola and actually played them at Northwest Festival here in in Headland uh, in 2018. Yes. And I thought, whoa, this this whole viola thing is totally working. You can sing and play viola. And so I started writing songs on the viola and I came to realise that your audience members um, might not know what a viola is. It's a, it's a fat violin with a pH. And like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a slightly bigger violin and a slightly deeper one that you can play rhythm on. Like it's kind of like Malcolm Young in ACDC when the violin is Angus Young, you know, like the violin shows off and does all the pyrotechnics, but the, but the grunt power uh, comes from the viola yep. in the orchestra. And, and I just love it. And it, Turns out the viola can do anything, like any genre of music. Like we've done punk, disco, rock, hip hop, country, reggae, blah, 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 blah. In all the shows, I've just gone berserk and written in every genre I ever dreamed of writing. Mm. And it turns out the viola can totally do it. Do them all. Right. But this time I've committed to my, might be fair to say, is my first love mm. as a genre. And that's metal. Metal, yeah. I've been a massive metal fan for decades and all the classic metal bands have hugely influenced me. Metallica, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Slayer, mm. in the hair metal bands like Twisted Sister, what have you, Van Halen, that just exploded yep. out of the TV screen uh, with so much colour in the 80s. And, you know... And, and, and punk rock and all this kind of stuff like it's all gritty and edgy and the viola can totally do it because it's got a rough mm. sound when you bow it it's like <laughs> like it's coming through a guitar amp and yeah sounds got sort of, sort of distortion and, and it's and it's in a, you know you kind of a, quite yeah. a deep key on it too can't you yeah yeah and it's like I had no idea it could do this until we started doing it. And it's like, okay, well, now let's take it to the, you know, the nth power and just your, go for it. Your poor little viola. He did not know what was going to happen to him when you first purchased him, I'm sure. That's him, right. her, well, I'm not sure what, what, what you like to call it. I guess it, it's a her, yeah. It's a her. Well, mm. yeah, she's been abused. Um, <laughs> 
it was <laughs> there was some heavy tunes coming out last night and you can tell those influences coming through as well uh, um the hair metal ones definitely some of the the punk like sort of uh, hardcore punk um yeah man it was it was it was, it was out there. It was, <laughs> I think that people are going to be in for a treat when they go and see this show. I hope and, so. And, and the viola virus, what's a little bit about the, the premise behind the show? The well, storyline premise. The, the storyline is like that viola is generally in the background. In the, in the orchestra and in the string quartet is really the only two places where you hear the viola. But every stringle symphony that's ever got written has got a viola part in it and every single string quartet that's ever written talking about classical music of course has got a viola part in it but it's the violin gets the the uh because it's treble it's up high it gets the sort of spotlight so what's the quartet then violin viola two uh, violins cello and ah uh, right two violins cello two violins that, and that's viola. how wanky they are hey? that's they right honestly yeah. yeah we've got to put up with this nonsense <laughs> but yeah oh apparently they get to harmonize and play the melody up the top uh. and then but it, it's really fun being the viola player in a string quartet because sometimes you lock in with rhythm with the cello mm. and sometimes you uh uh harmonize with the violins so you get to bounce between a little bit yeah it's sort cool. of like where do we put this extra bit yeah and that's what you are as a viola player you're the sort of extra bit like yep. if you look think of it as a sandwich mm. say the orchestra or the string quartet as a sandwich mm -hmm. then i don't know let's say the the cello is the bread mm -hmm. that's holding it together and the first viola is like the meat mm -hmm. and the second viola is like the tomato yep and you're the sauce well, that's the thing. We're not really the source because the source is the first thing that hits you. Maybe, maybe, maybe the second viola is like the mustard or the sauce of the chutney. A condiment of some sort. Yeah, but we, yes, we are. But I think we're the butter. Oh, okay. We're Sometimes understated. You're complimenting the bread. Sometimes you're complimenting the, the filler itself. That's right. And understated. it's mellow and it just blends in and you but don't quite butter, notice. You've got a dry sandwich. That's right. Exactly. That's what the viola is. In a, in a string quartet and in an orchestra. You yeah. don't quite know it's there, but if it's not there, it's wrong. You'll and, notice. And, and you when, when the butter is off, you definitely notice. Right. You didn't come up with that analogy just now. You've thought this one through, haven't I you? I have. <laughs> I've thought this one a few times. <laughs> and I'm explaining viola to people. And the... But that's that's what uh, that's what it's like. And but the thing is, you most of the time in the orchestra and in the string quartet, you don't really notice the violas there hmm. unless you're specifically listening for it or you stuff up. Yes. Now, I have been guilty as a viola player of stuffing up quite a few times. If I play in a string quartet, there's quite a few bluesy slides when I hit the wrong note and I go up to the right note. It's like, sorry, guys. It doesn't really work if the Mozart music's flying past. But I don't know. Maybe it has a little something. I don't know. But I picked up the viola later in life. And when I play, I play with people who've been playing since before they could walk, basically. So I'm always trying to desperately to catch up with them. But now the premise of this show is that for some unexplained reason, everyone wants to play the viola. Everyone's buying a viola. The orchestras are like overflowing with violas. And for the first time ever, you can actually hear the viola and it's like dominating everything. And, and it's like an epidemic of violas. And it's just getting out of control. So the, um, the conductor of the orchestra says, puts a stop to it. It's like, we can't have this. We've got to shut down the orchestra. Mm. We've got to no more performances, mm. no more rehearsals mm. until 
this viola virus is under control. Does everybody have to stop? Well, as it turns out, rehearsals are keeping going with the essential musicians. Essential musicians, right. Yeah, the, of which, of course, the viola's not one. No. The, the essential musicians, as far as the conductor's concerned, are the violin and, like, the oboe or the, the clarinet and maybe the cello if they're in a good mood, but everyone else can just take a back And seat. the conductor decides what's essential and what's not. Yes. I see. Oh. But, you know, the conductor and the violins, they tend to be best mates. So, mm. they, I don't know, they might have decided between them. Yes. But right. definitely the viola is not one of them. So, you're going to have to sit out, sit it out. And then, then the hero of the story plays the viola and he's not allowed to rehearse anymore. And mm. so, the show takes place at home when he's in isolation. In lockdown. That's right. Wow. That would be terrible. I can't imagine what it would be like. Yeah. Well, he's not allowed to play the viola. Uh, so it's 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 pretty miserable. Uh, no income from the viola, and um, but he's got a mate, heavy, happy heavy metal friend is mm. the other housemate they've got, and he's the hero's a bit down about it, but the happy heavy metal friend tries to cheer him up. And one of the better songs uh, in the show, the more catchy songs. It's not as metal as 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 many riffs as some of the others, but uh, it's it's got a good catchy tune. Like a hair metal track, mm, and I'll send, I'll send you that true. The, your listeners will have heard that at the start of this Beautiful. podcast because so I'll send you through a mixed version of it. Beautiful. And he he sings this happy song to the hero to try and cheer him up. So it's not so bad, man. Mm. No worries. And so and there the story sort of progresses from there. Yes, right. Um. And let's not forget the hero is married to uh, another person. Yeah. Uh, who. Goes by the name of Karen. Karen, mm. is she nice? Well, let's just say she she likes to sort of have things her way. Right. You know, I don't want to judge her too much. Mm. You know, she's just a bit particular about about likes, a few things about the to way. Tell people how how things should be done. Well, how, when they what, what they will and won't do. I suppose she does that pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, she has their best interests at heart, or at least at least we hope she does. And yeah. I mean. She's not. She's not a bad person, I think. But you know, she's she, she's just a bit particular. And I, but yeah, she. We do know one thing about her for sure, and that's she's a violinist. Oh, so she can still play during the epidemic. That's right. Yeah, she's an essential musician. Well, I can't imagine living she's in a society a, where you could actually someone could make the call and just lock everything down like that, and only essential. Uh, you know, people could could still go out and perform or work or something like that, and then people had to work confined to their own homes. Imagine it would be terrible. I know, isn't it? It's, it's, it well, that's happen, why that's why it's a fictitious scenario, and it's just something I came up with. Fairly yeah. far fetched, but it but it it does it does. Is it know. just one town that's shut down? Well, or is it global? Or? Well, we'll leave that to the audience's imagination. I'm right. not sure, but the, the, the action centres around this one household right. and they, they, they go in one orchestra and that orchestra is, uh, is, is definitely shut down. And and uh, I'm sorry, I just completely lost my train of thought. Well, it happens to me all the time. Don't worry about yeah. it. You're in the right place. <laughs> I'm, I'm always in the right place. Well, or am I? I'm always in the wrong place. I don't, I don't know. But uh, definitely these guys were uh, are stuck in place. Okay, bringing it back around. But uh, yeah, I, I, um, Karen, yeah, 
she'll be interacting with the audience quite a bit. And the, one right. of the main things she is big on and one of the main things she's wants to convince everyone to do mm. is wear their earplugs. Ah, some protective equipment. That's right. right. Yeah, personal protective equipment for the ears. You don't have to wear it though. Yeah. Well, she really, really, really would prefer it if but you it's did. A personal choice, or? Well, I don't really think the conductor sees it that way. Right. Because we got to stop the spread of the so viola it's a virus. Personal choice, but if you want to go anywhere or do anything, you have to wear the earplugs. Kind of, and if you do do that, you can pretty much expect to be berated. If you go anywhere without, without mm. you, right? Because it's all about stopping the spread of know, the viola virus. Like, you, I mean, the, at any stage, some random viola might be playing in mm. the street somewhere, mm. and you can't take the risk of hearing it. Yes. So right. you have to wear those earplugs, like literally, all the time. I don't know. It sounds pretty far fetched. Definitely sounds like a fictitious um, story. But as you said, it's a musical comedy, so you know, I guess you have the the room to play with these sort of ideas. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, and and when you come up with cra- ideas as weird and crazy uh, as this, yeah. it definitely creates a tension in the story yeah. between the characters that can mm. you can really go somewhere with when people are subjected to this kind of sort of weirdness and, and lunacy. If they could put yeah. themselves in that frame of, frame of mind to imagine a, a world where where you know there was those sorts of liberties taken away and, and um, restrictions put in place but yeah 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 Le- and, and leave the audience there to, to imagine That's it. that scenario should it ever take place god forbid yes beautiful uh and and we've got it's a so it definitely revolves around the song strong story driven uh, song very song driven storyline um there's multiple yeah. characters played by the one man being a one man musical. Yeah, the, yeah, that's right. The, the concept. So that was that was worth talking about some of the other musicals earlier because we've it's given context to people who don't know what's what's happening here. Um, and when this is so, you're playing three or four nights, three nights, four nights at, at Fringe. Is there any plans to bring this thing uh, back up to the Pilbara or anything? Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm very keen on that idea. Once we've uh, road tested it in in Fringe and. Um, uh, demonstrated the sort of viability and go, uh, of the of the concept, mm. and, uh, and and got some people down in Perth laughing um, with a, with a, with any luck. Um, yeah, I'd love to bring it back. Uh, don't know when and where exactly. When and where would be the interesting one. I've been, but talking, hopefully before I forget it. I've been talking. Yeah, I've been talking around with it, an idea lately, and, and um, I'm this not my my wheelhouse, so it's not the kind of thing that I, I have the. Um, uh, a plan in place to, to to get it happening, but I really like the idea of organising an open mic night, open mic night here in in Headland some 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 time. Um, I love comedy. Um, we don't get any much or much or any comedy here, um, but it's something I've been thinking about lately. Yeah, it'd be cool to have an open mic night once a fortnight or something like that somewhere around in in Headland, and that could be the kind of um, the same kind of uh, vibe or venue that you that you'd run something like this, I suppose. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. It's not and an open mic thing per se, but I'm just trying to say that the same kind of minds that were, that are into that that whole scene would yeah. then get would would possibly possibly get what the the um the, the content's about and and you know yeah yeah exactly find yeah. the right home for it yeah yeah exactly and I mean <laughs> in a in a comedy show sometimes. Well, there's diff- there's comedy, sorry, but sometimes the audience does have to work a little bit harder in some of them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you got to come ready to pretend, yeah. I guess. It's the theatre. 
Yeah. You know, it's but the stand up is a bit different in that it's someone like uh, your mate standing on stage just cracking some jokes, mm. which is actually way, way harder than it looks. I've way harder than it looks I've with the timing this. and developing the rapport and bantering with the crowd. Yeah. And, and that's a skill that I'm always trying to work on that I find the most challenging about this kind of musical yeah that the, the gaps in the between the songs between. Yeah. yeah and when it when it works it works and it's so much fun if you can like <clears throat> banter with the crowd mm. um but when it doesn't work you're just dying a death up there yeah. so bad i hear this so many times from from guys who who've done stand-up who've done a lot of other things a lot of other things in life that are quite hard and they go on about how hard stand-up comedy is so um i find that so interesting um and it's something i definitely would I'm interested in dabbling in down the line, but I guess there's so much writing to, to so much time to put into write material and then strip it down and take something that's actually worth taking onto stage. And, and, and I think to hammer out three or five minutes, it would be a lot harder than it, than it sounds oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and, and then, yeah, once you start stumbling over words, it's quite hard to get back on your feet again. Oh yeah. And the <laughs> and whole audience the is looking start. at you and judging yeah. you. And yeah. Yeah. And, and you've got to make people laugh early, don't you? For them to give you a pass to then go on with what yeah, you If you go out and right. bomb straight away, you're pretty, it's very hard to get people back again. Yeah. And, and oh yeah, definitely. And I, there's been times when I've been up there and to see, I, I fall back on the songs. Like mm. if, if the songs, if, if the jokes aren't working, it's like, Okay, cool. I'll just play the next song. That's fine. I'll musically entertain them if they're, if they're not Isn't into that the funny humor. How, how it gives you a different a different um, pass or a different sort of. I'm not sure what the, the right way to put it is, but it, it's a different way of thinking for the audience, and it, it gives them a different way to interact with the with the comedy. So a song, all of a sudden, it doesn't have to hit on every line. It can have the it's funny parts. It's completely different. Mm. Yeah, and um, and. A lot of a lot of preparation goes into a song mm. before you get up there and play it. Like you've got to write it, you've got to write the lyrics, you've got to come up with the, the title or the concept. Even the tempo mm. of a song is a difficult choice. Which sometimes. may I just say, um, something I find that you do really, really good is your timing. You definitely I don't know, I haven't seen you do stand up, but you're as far as the music goes and, and, and the banter in between, your comedic timing is is great. You've got the you've got the timing down, which again is something like that you hear is is really hard thing to to nail or to get a feel for. So, but the timing specifically in the music is is great, and not just the timing of the jokes, but just the actual timing. I love I love the tempo and the and um, the, the the melodies and that that you write and that you play. So that does you know it's the the music's fun as well, and then you get to laugh along with the content and. and oh, that's um, well, that thank you very much, Dave, because that that's that. that is the whole aim of the game. Mm. And this is the, the big crossover between comedy mm. and music mm. is timing. Mm. Even, even though there's no drum kit playing, that stand-up comedian is a freaking genius mm. at timing. They know exactly how long to wait mm. down to the freaking tenth of a second mm. before hitting the audience with the punchline. So they're anticipating, they're waiting, waiting, then bam, and they're ready to laugh. And people like Seinfeld are geniuses at it. Mm. And the person who pointed this out to me, well, obviously not personally, but just looking at an interview is Mel Brooks. Mm. Mel Brooks was a drummer before he was a comedian. Yeah, right. And he knew like about the rim shots and all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> When you when you crack the punchline yeah. and um, he uh, 
and he just understood it. And, and, and that's the big crossover between comedy and music. And the thing is with music, the timing is laid down for you mm. as a grid. Mm. You like you expect the the first line of the verse, then the last line, and then you expect the chorus, and then you expect the instrumental break in a popular song, and the audience has a certain expectation, and and so sure. it's a grid, so it's made simpler for you. A lot of the randomness is taken away. If you're just up there with a mic, totally open and fluid and free form yeah. like jazz, yeah. right? Yeah, it's much harder. You have to create the time. Oh, you have to get the audience feeling comfortable and 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 feeling like you're saying things when they expected it when they even didn't didn't actually know they expected it so it yeah. sounds right it oh, comes out way right. harder and and on the rare occasion well i don't want to sell myself short i want people to come to my show i have pulled it off yeah but it's way um it's way more unpredictable mm. and varies from night to night compared to the song so so that's why and uh, you need a lot of audience you can't just practice oh. your stand up in front of a mirror no you can't it, none of these zoom stand up um, shows have worked because they can't you can't wait on an audience that's not there you can't and then your next part of your joke you're often quite quite often feeding off the off the, is that right oh, no, absolutely that is it is raining yeah uh, it's feeding off off the the reaction from the audience whereas with the music like you say you got your framework you practice music you get the music right you got the lyrics you know that that stuff's funny and then you can work within the time and the gaps and the spaces and the offbeats that's and all that right sort of stuff to put it all together so that makes a lot of sense you've imposed the framework on it and on the crowd and they yeah. expect they work within that framework with you they come along with the song and they know to wait for the chorus yeah stuff like that whereas with yeah it's totally fluid, like a freeform jazz. If you're a stand-up comedian, which is way harder, and but the thing is, there is still as a knack to doing it within the song. And my true, my tutors in this respect, mm. Kevin Bloody Wilson for one, yep, <laughs> and Steel Panther. Oh yeah. Those guys are funny, and they know they they set the joke up in the chorus, and then 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 they hit you with the punchline, and uh, so they set it up in the verse, the scenario, then they hit you with the punchline, and then the chorus is the repeated idea, the theme, and the title's got to be catchy. And if you if you go through those songs and look at the amount of craftsmanship. Those guys, it 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 might seem like a really simple genre of music, like country western or hair metal or whatever, but the lyrical work that's gone in. The timing of the gags is freaking brilliant, and that's that's where I learned it all they, from. They are great, and you mentioned country just now. My, I, I admitted this on on air last week. My dirty little secret is I've just come into a period of uh, in my life where I've started listening to some country music, like some country ballad and and some like honky tonk and uh, hell yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I've never have before in my life. I used to just ridicule it flat out. I actually used to say I love all music besides country, mm. and now I'm just saying, well, I guess I love all music. But oh, especially timing, country uh, it's, and it's, western. Mate, it's it's great, isn't it? There's some great, and for me, it's opened a whole a door to this whole massive genre that I've just been completely had my blinders on to. So there's all these new artists and all these new songs. So I was a bit stagnant in in the music I was listening to lately. So mm. I'm reinvigorated but the timing that the guys use is great as well there's a lot of really good timing in the in the country artists as well isn't there that, that you know well i'm learning here because look i i've listened to quite a bit of country i've downloaded you know a couple of years ago when i moved to the pilbara and you go into like panawanica rodeo and what's okay let's get the spotify out let's get some hillbilly music yeah, yeah. for the road trip and you're listening <laughs> to banjo you got your uh who's oh Oh man, I'm showing my ignorance, but you know the, the greats of the genre. Yeah, I don't know them yet either. I'm very, very um, fresh. Oh damn, some some names, you know, stuff like I saw the light, I saw the light, praise yeah. the Lord, yeah. and I can't remember the dude's name, but he's just so famous. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, so, but I'm, I'm into it, but I'm like like a student of it. But yeah, you're right. They, those songs tell stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 
Yeah, they tell stories, uh, evoke emotion, and, 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 and can be quite simple, but really good little hooks. And, and again, the timing of the lyrics. So I'm, I'm getting right into it. And probably not like tr- a lot of traditional older country, and, and so definitely more like honky-tonk stuff. And there's a lot of it that borders on, is this blues or is this country? There's, like the, there's some divided lines there, mm. um, which I, I sort of probably how I stumbled into it but there's some great stuff man and I can share you my, my little playlist I've made if you like and see um see if it, yeah, if why it not? tickles your fancy but yeah, it's quite funny I, I like I said I admitted it on, on air last week because I've been so mm-hmm. embarrassed and ashamed about it I listen to bloody country now I said I stopped listening you'll be happy to hear this I stopped listening to Triple J about six months ago hooray next, well done next fucking thing I'm listening to country bloody hell <laughs> It was it was a stone's throw away from each other. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm off, the, that, I'm off the bandwagon. That is that is great. The pendulum swung in the other direction. I'm proud of you, Dave. It took a long time, but you know, it was a slow process of slowly moving away, and moving away. And I just went, you know what? I think I'm. I don't think it's for me anymore. Maybe I just. Maybe I'm just old. But then I do know some younger guys who are, who have you know still in their twenties have said the same thing. It just doesn't do it for them. You know, anymore. But maybe they were going to move away from it anyway. But definitely not for me. Super hardcore. Unapologetically left wing um, in your face, and they're supposed to be, you know, as a as as ABC, they're supposed to be non-biased. I'm pretty sure it's in their charter. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to have the left wing stuff, then fine. But just try and balance it, even just a little bit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but no. (laughs) No. Yeah, it just gets a bit much. And and uh, for for me, it's about the music. It's just. uh, To be honest, I couldn't tell you what it's like on Triple J anymore. I occasionally, accidentally flick past it on the dial when I'm going between, say, indigenous radio up here, which mm. plays a surprisingly large amount of metal, which yeah. is awesome. They love metal dr- and country. I'll be driving past Roburn and I'll, I'll, I'll hit the local indigenous radio station. It'll be like pumping out Whitesnake. I'm yeah. like, fuck yeah. yeah. My road trip got way better. A lot of metal and, and a lot of country. It's great. Yeah, yeah. They got the country too. And then there's some <laughs> dig number. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally, I'll listen to this all day. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. And then I'll flick it to, I don't know, ABC Classical when go, I get to the city. Go past the muddy waters of, of Triple J in between there. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather Rather there was a subscriber station because because ABC Classical is still still um, uh, what a, the ABC and and they're still got their heads well and truly firmly in their nether regions mm. wedged up there and they love the sounds of their own voices more than they love the sound of uh, Mozart or at least that's the conclusion that I come to because they just talk so talking. much oh yes that was the uh, latest performance from the Berlin Philharmonic of uh, you know Richard Strauss's blah 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 and you will Showing have noticed you how much they know about classical yeah yeah, yeah exactly they're just educating like, just <laughs> shut up what? I don't want to hear jazz, your voice jazz stations are the same but oh, for God. me I don't know anything about I love jazz I don't know anything about the you know the history of it so I do kind of oh okay yeah trying to take some notes but they do do that. They're educating you as they as as a part of that's the that's right. But station, they they, they? they can't even play two songs in a row. They have to lecture you about the song that just went, introduce the song that just came, and the, the and and so some some of those songs are only like a minute and a half. So there's more talking than music. Uh, anyway, I've got to stop talking about. It. I just get too annoyed. I'm about to get back in the car now, and and uh, it's just going to irritate me again. I just turn it down in between the songs. But anyway, I like the music in between. There's a little bit of cleaning up on the fly there, mate. So we just got to... No worries. Oh, I see you got a picture of Yosemite there. And that's the background, I think, for the That is the, the background Mac. of the Mac, but I've been to Yosemite and I've taken a photo of El Capitan oh, all right, on, my yeah. own, on my own camera. So. As it happens, so have I, pre-COVID. Uh, yes, you were like just pre-COVID. Right on the cusp. Yeah. 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 Did I say COVID? What's that? Well, I don't know. Yeah, pre- anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's right, that thing. Um, yeah, cool. Well, uh, it's kind of raining. It did rain. It did rain. It's going to rain more. We've got a cyclone very, very likely coming. I don't know if it's going to turn into a full-blown cyclone, but I think we're going to at least get this big low come straight out of the top of us and then you're heading down to where it probably, yeah, you I've probably got to, will get I've got to do some driving, yeah. It'll be a one or two by the time it makes landfall again down near Caratha. Oh, God, great. Oh, well, I better. I guess I better take off. Yeah, well, we said we're going to do short and sweet. It's been half an hour. I think we've given the, the audience um, something to think about, a good little taster of it. Whether they're in Headland and you bring it back up here and make it happen uh, again, or whether the people down in Perth get a hold of it and listen and, and head to, down to the fringe, I think it's... Um, I think yeah. we can't say it too much more without giving away actual content now. That's right. I don't want to don't want to ruin the story, but yeah, please come down to the Aberdeen Hotel between fourth and the seventh of February at seven p.m. for Viola Virus, a major key metal musical. It's going to be a lot of fun. Beautiful, and I think the n- tickets at fringeworld.com.au. Important stuff, uh, and I th- and I'm not sure that the, you've na- you actually named the songs as throughout the the musical, but I guess lockdown would be the name of the lockdown's chorus. one of them. Yeah, so that would be the chorus that you're going to send me. That's what I'm going to send you. So there's, there's, there's a few other titles in there. Be- beautiful. We'll Save for the show. Yep, beautiful. So episode number ninety one, lockdown, um, <laughs> with the man, the myth, the legend, well, Viola Willie. I'm going for these days. Beautiful. Yeah, Viola Willie. Too easy. All right, over and out. Peace. Good night.